Welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Make sure you subscribe and share and all that good stuff. And while you're at it, make sure you tune in each weekday uh, from 3 to 7 on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas for the Charlie James Show. It seems like lately, I've uh, and I'm pretty sure you're like me, you just kind of feel like you're in the wilderness. You feel like you're standing out in the desert and just the wind is howling all around you, but you're all alone. And it's a frustrating feeling. It's an uncomfortable feeling. We just had President Trump indicted not only in Manhattan with Alvin Bragg, not only by uh, Special Counsel um, Jack Smith, but now in the state of Georgia. And and Katie Hobbs in Arizona is actually looking at bringing indictments against Donald Trump, too. So it, it, we could have more indictments on the way. But it does feel like we're alone right now. It feels like everybody knows something happened in 2020. But nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to come out and say that there were strange things that, that, that went on. And I say on the radio show all, all the time, let's just play devil's advocate for a minute and say, let's assume. Now, I don't believe this, but let's assume that every one of those 81 million votes that went to Joe Biden were legitimate. Just make that assumption. You still had the intelligence community. You still had the FBI. You still had social media. You still had the mainstream media. You still had Google. You still had all of these people that were indeed conspiring against Donald Trump in that election. I mean, this is this is Joe Biden, the guy that rarely left his basement. This is Joe Biden who would have quote unquote rallies where people were literally sitting inside of hula hoops six feet apart. That Joe Biden. And he won, air quotes here, the election. But you can't even question it anymore. You can't even raise any questions whatsoever about the legitimacy of what went on. So now we've got what's going on with Fannie Willis in Georgia. Brian Kemp tweeted this out, governor of Georgia. That's pretty amazing. Listen to what he said. He said the 2020 election in Georgia was not stolen. For nearly three years now, anyone with evidence of fraud has failed to come forward under oath and prove anything in a court of law. Our elections in Georgia are secure, accessible, and fair, and will continue to be as long as I am governor. The future of this country is at stake in 2024, and that must be our focus. So notice the wording that Brian Kemp used. No one, um, anyone with evidence of fraud has failed to come forward under oath and prove anything in a court of law. And for that, he is sort of right. Nobody's proved anything in a court of law about election fraud. Why is that? Because these cases have never come to court. The courts have denied people these cases. The courts won't hear these cases because 
they say that these people have no standing. Even the Supreme Court of the United States, Chief Justice John Roberts was famously overheard by a whistleblower screaming at the top of his lungs something to the effect of, what do you want, this entire country to burn? Well, that's what's happening figuratively right now, anyway. Now, let's go back just a little bit further and remember what Brian Kemp said a little while ago. He said that Donald Trump could win Georgia. But if Donald Trump keeps talking about 2020, he could also lose Georgia. Now, why would Brian Kemp say that? Why would Brian Kemp bring that up? Why is it that Brian Kemp is so adamant that the elections were free, fair, and accessible in the state of Georgia and that Donald Trump should just keep his mouth shut about 2020? Well, there's a good reason for that. Because if Brian Kemp were to come out and say anything to the effect of, yeah, there was some shady dealings going on in Georgia. Yeah, there were some duplicate ballots. Yeah, there was some. Then guess who's waiting in the guess who's waiting in the wings right behind him, lurking, ready to pounce. Stacey Abrams. Because the moment that Brian Kemp admits that there might be even the slightest, tiniest possibility that something weird went on in the elections, Stacey Abrams is going to pop out behind the curtains and go, Aha! I told you! I told you the election was rigged. I told you that there was election interference. I told you that I am the rightful governor of the state of Georgia. And then Brian Kemp is going to have to defend that. And that is the last thing that Brian Kemp wants to do. Admit that something might be going on in Georgia. So he can't. So in order to save his political ass, he wants to throw Donald Trump under the bus. That's exactly what he wants to do. And he's doing it. Politics. It's a hell of a game, isn't it? It is an absolute hell of a game. When people, to save their own skin and avoid even the, even, even the semblance of impropriety, will align with Democrats against a guy whose polling numbers in Georgia are absolutely through the roof. Don't talk about 2020. Oh, please, nobody bring up 2020. We don't want anybody talking about 20. But it's not just Brian Kemp. It seems to be a lot of Republicans that have the same mantra, don't bring up 2020. Why is that? Well, the reason for that is obvious. They hate Donald Trump, too. They don't like him any more than the Democrats do. In fact, they want Donald Trump to fail. The fact that Donald Trump is polling so high in the polls galls them. Oh, they can't stand it. They've got knots in their stomachs because of this, because Donald Trump came in as president and proved to the American people that, hey, guess what? Things can get done. Hey, guess what? You don't actually have to work with Democrats to get things done. Hey, guess what? We can build a border wall. Hey, guess what? We can repeal and replace Obamacare. And all of those things would have been done if it weren't for the likes of John McCain and the backstabbing Republicans that Donald Trump had to deal with. 
a lot of these people that are going to be on the campaign stage right now, uh, coming up in the uh, the debate next week, they said, oh, well, Donald Trump did not fulfill his promises. Donald Trump didn't. Fu-. It wasn't Donald Trump that broke his promises. It was the people that were supposed to be supporting him. It was the Republicans in the House and the Republicans in the Senate that were supposed to be supporting Donald Trump, their candidate. But they didn't. They turned their backs on him. And with a thousand steely knives, they're now cutting him to pieces. So where are they now? Where is the GOP? I don't know if you realize this, but it wasn't long ago that we got wind of the biggest political scandal ever to hit the United States of America, something that made Watergate look like a a schoolboy squabble. We found out during the Durham report that the intelligence community in 2016 actually knew that the Steele dossier and the whole Russian collusion hoax was bunk. And they did nothing about it. In fact, they were in on it. They, not only was the Hillary Clinton campaign paying Christopher Steele for the dossier, but the, uh, the intelligence community and the, and the FBI actually had Christopher Steele on their payroll as well. Nothing has been said. When we found out about this, Washington should have shut down. There should have been massive investigations. People should have been fired. People should have gone to jail. Because this was actual meddling in our election. They knew there was no Russian collusion. Jim Comey knew there was no Russian collusion. Jim Comey was the man, by his own admission, that told Donald Trump about the Steele dossier. But he failed to mention who bought and paid for that dossier. And we all know that was Hillary Clinton and the Clinton campaign. This was a huge scandal. You want to talk about election interference? It has never been greater. Then we found out in the 2020 election that you had 51 intelligence agents, including the former heads of the CIA, all including uh, uh, Leon Panetta, signing a document that said that the Hunter Biden laptop story was a hoax. Russian disinformation. They even went as far as to go to uh, uh, social media sites like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of them and told them, hey, you guys, uh, yeah, get some Russian disinformation coming down. You probably uh, you probably want to ignore it. So when the story broke, what happened? It was immediately squashed. A story about a laptop that Hunter Biden left at a repair shop that had um, oh, so much scandalous material on it, racist material on it, sexual material on it, drug use material on it. All of this stuff was on it. And the FBI knew it because they had already had a copy of the laptop. Were they investigating Hunter Biden? No, no, they were not. They wanted everybody to be quiet about it because the fix was in. That was the second huge scandal. Nobody's really talked about that yet, have they? 
Where's the outrage? Where is the massive press conference? Where's Mitch McConnell getting in front of the, uh, the, 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 the television cameras talking about what's going on in our intelligence community? Have we heard much from Mitch? No, of course not. Where was the outrage in Washington? It did not happen. They just let it die. Again, nobody went to jail. Nobody got indicted. Nobody's home got raided. Nobody's office was, uh, was raided. No files were confiscated. None of that. Where is our Republican-controlled House of Representatives that promised they were going to do all of this good work when they got into office and we would just elect them? The work's not being done. It's not being done. And now we see Kevin McCarthy literally sitting in a room full of evidence that shows the business dealings of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the entire Biden family. We now know that the Biden family created 20 shell companies when Joe Biden became vice president. We know that the Biden family got 16 of the 17 payments from Romania while he was still vice president. The president told us he had nothing to do with the Biden family's workings. But now we found out through the partner just last week that, no, he literally called in. He had dinners. And after the dinners, the Biden family got a new Porsche. They got 3.5 million uh, wired to them. So. Things seem to be happening here. We also found out where President Biden told us that his family got no money from China. We now know that, yes, they did get money from China. We now know that the FBI, from one of their most prominent informants, was warned that they were told a number of years ago that they had to bribe Joe Biden. So this is just raises a lot of questions. We now know that uh, Attorney General Garland has said one thing in the investigation of Biden, but the IRS whistleblowers say something else happened. So what we're trying to find is, who lied and what are all the truths? Well, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it, Kevin McCarthy? Where's the investigation? Oh, I know Comer's doing one, but hey, that's going to go by the wayside because now uh, Merrick Garland has uh, appointed Weiss to be special counsel. And that investigation, air quotes here, that investigation is going to trump your investigation. So you probably won't get to see a whole lot more evidence in that. That was another political scheme by the Democrats. A lot of times I say that the Democrats are just better at politics than the Republicans. And I'm right about that. They are. But I'm sick and tired of all of these people saying, well, we can't stoop to their level. My ass, stoop your butt off. Stoop to their level. If that's what it's going to take to get this country back on track, you need to get stooping and quickly. But there's no outrage. Remember this from Lindsey Graham during the Kavanaugh hearing? Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham. Well, they did get the power, Lindsay. They did get the power back. And what are you doing to fight them? That's the key word. That really is the key word. The next time I hear anybody from the GOP saying that they want to go to Washington and fight for this country or fight for American values or use the word fight in any way, shape or form, I'm just going to stand up and call bullshit. Because that's exactly what it is. You wouldn't fight your way out of a wet paper bag. In fact, you're going to stand there and let the Democrats walk all over you again. I thought, I thought we were done with this with John Boehner. 
I thought we, we, we'd, we, we'd done away with this when, when we got rid of Ryan. But no, it's back. It's back under McCarthy. It's back under McConnell. It's back under Graham. It's back under all of these spineless, gutless Republicans who refuse to stand up for this country. Even Tim Scott, when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, what was Tim Scott's response? Well, let's just see how this plays out. Well, isn't that lovely? I guess that's exactly what the brown shirts said in, in, in Nazi Germany when they were raiding the Jews' stores. Well, let's just see how this plays out. If you're innocent, you got nothing to worry about, do you? Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks for playing. Seeing how things play out, we've seen how they play out. Because we have seen that the Democrats play hardball. The Republicans, they play t-ball. They play coach's pitch. The Democrats are always on the attack. Do you think the Democrats would have waited this long to impeach Donald Trump if they had the evidence on him that they have on Hunter and Joe Biden? No, they wouldn't have had to wait for, uh, for, for 8,000 8, pages of documents. They wouldn't have had to wait for photographic evidence. They wouldn't have to wait for video evidence. All they needed was the smell of blood in the water, and every single one of them would attack in unison. But no, not the folks on the right. They need more. They need to take the high ground. Well, while they're taking the high ground, they're getting their legs cut out from under them, and so are we. Donald Trump could go to prison for 750 years, plus get the death penalty. Where's the outrage? Where is the outrage? Where's the GOP? Because they've gone missing. This is the Checkpoint Charlie podcast.